Hello, you're listening to Earth Matters. Earth Matters brings you environment and social justice stories. Today's story was produced in the studios of Radio 2XX Canberra on the lands of Ngunnawal and Ngambri peoples for Radio 3CR in Melbourne, Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm back, Horridge. Canberra traffic honking in support of the rally calling for strong climate action that greeted our political representatives as they fronted up for work at Parliament House on February the 4th. Later in the day, thousands rallied on the lawns before encircling the Parliament building. Earth Matters today brings you some of the speeches on that day. Dr. Carl Krujelnicki is the MC and the speakers. The member for Warringai, Zali Stegel, who oosted Tony Abbott from his seat and is seeking bipartisan support for a climate change framework bill aimed at transitioning Australia to a decarbonised economy. Then later in the show, Bruce Shillingsworth, a Maruwari and Bajiti man. And then Dr. Sue Wareham talking about climate, conflict and war. Adrian Barangaba, leader and spokesman for the Wangang and Jagalingu Family Council, and Bob Brown, Zali Stegel. First of all, I'd like to pay my respect to the traditional owners of the land on which we meet, and may we all learn from them about how we can actually preserve and safeguard this beautiful land. It has been a really difficult start to 2020. I think we've all been moved in different ways and have really felt that our way of life, our safety, uh, something that we take for granted like clean air is really at risk and we're not currently protected. On a day like today where we're going to, in Parliament shortly, be talking about the sacrifice and amazing service from our RFS volunteers um, and volunteers around the country, uh, we also have a situation where the bubble of Canberra and the political unrest continues on, I think always ignoring the frustration of uh, the quiet Australians and maybe not so quiet anymore who actually want action on climate change. and you're definitely a crowd that know them, but we have had a record year of heat in Australia and a record year of drought. And what we've seen is that the impacts of climate change are occurring now. They're not some problem for the distant future. It's very real and the impact is now. So it's really important that we come up for a solution now. As an independent, I made it my mandate from Moringa that we should undo the negative work the previous member for Warringah contributed to this place. It has been uh, with a lot of very strong focus that we've been looking at where do we find solutions, how do we break the climate wars that we've had for the last 10 years in Australia and come up with a sensible plan so that Australians can feel safe and secure and protected for their future and their children's futures. We need to make sure our economy is going to be able to cope with the impacts of climate change. We're seeing already the disruption from the bushfires to GDP, to tourism, to so many of our rural communities. And then, of course, the ongoing drought, which is just a relentless pressure on regional communities in needing to adapt and continually to survive. So the climate change bill that will be public from next week that I intend to introduce to Parliament as a private member's bill in March is to try and break the political impasse. It needs to have 
public support. All of the public needs to call upon its MPs to support a conscience vote. We need to elevate the issue of climate policy and legislation in this place to be a moral issue that everyone needs to address. Are we going to be safe in the future? And if so, how are you going to vote? So you need to put pressure on your MPs in every electorate around Australia to make sure that they know that you are watching how they react to this. So the key elements of the bill have been out in public, but the main aspect is we need to lock in our long-term goal. I think we all agree that we need in legislation to lock in that the Australian government has to have as policy to get to a net zero. It absolutely has to be done. And in that process, uh, we're trying to put in a sensible plan in terms of five-year emission reduction budget periods so it can be done gradually, fiscally responsibly, making sure we have jobs and transition at the forefront for communities, have a plan for risk assessment and then risk management. We've seen with the bushfires that if you downplay the risk that you're facing, you can't be properly prepared for that risk. And we can't allow that to happen again as we've seen it this year. So we are entering a really, really important decade. And I do call upon the Australian people to say, let 2020 be the year that we've put a line in the sand. We've said no more party politics, no more climate wars. Let's get on with a sensible plan. So thank you for being out here. I'd encourage you to continually be out there, out here, out the front of MPs' offices everywhere around Australia. The quiet Australians need to make their voices heard. I know that with my fellow members of the crossbench, we're working incredibly hard to try and make sure that sensible plans get put forward that can unite Australians on a proper plan and a way to actually face a safer future. We know there's a lot of issues ahead. There's obviously the sports rorts and the corruption scandal. We'll keep on fighting for National Integrity Commission as well. These are all things that we absolutely must raise the bar. We need to stand for a greater standard than where things are at the moment. The current parliament, I think, has really been brought into disrepute by the recent events and the revelations of how taxpayer money are spent. And we absolutely need to do something about that. So I pledge to you and to the Australian people and to the people of Warringah that I will keep on fighting and arguing here for more action, for a sensible plan, for a way forward to protect our children and generations to come. Now, I know that there is also concerns for us locally. We have in PEP 11, which is an area on our coast from Newcastle to Manly, where currently there is a gas exploration licence for drilling that's been that's been given, uh, which is unacceptable. So I know that uh, there is a petition coming my way. I can see a box walking up the stairs already. Um, and it, I will be presenting that to Parliament and continually agitating that any of these kind of projects absolutely must be shelved and cancelled. Thank you to Save Our Coast. They have started in Newcastle. It was a movement started small, but as in everything, it grows big. They've focused on preserving our beautiful coast marine life. We absolutely can't take for granted the natural beauty of the environment. We've seen so many habitats destroyed in the bushfires. It is absolutely crazy to think that they would put at risk one of the most densely populated tourism industries and fisheries and all the, the communities that are along the coast between Newcastle and 
are manly. So we will be fighting this, um, and I am very pleased and honoured to be a voice in Parliament to present the petition. Thank you again, everybody. Zally Segel and the team from Save Our Coast, everybody. My name's Bruce Shillingsworth. I'm a Moorawari Buggity man. I come from a little town called the Warrener, where the Darling starts. The Darling River is now called the Barker. And I want to talk a bit about our rivers, which is so important. But first, I want to acknowledge the land on which we meet today. I want to acknowledge my elders, both past, present, and future. Well, they hold the memories, the tradition, and the oath for Aboriginal Australia. We must always remember that under this concrete and stone, this is, and always will be, traditional Aboriginal land. Whoa! I want to also acknowledge my brothers and sisters that come from faraway land, come, come from across the ocean, that now lives in Australia, that calls Australia home. I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. First Nation people have been here for thousands and thousands of years. First Nation people are feeling the brunt of what's happening to our environment. People, it's need time now that we need to wake up and listen. We need to listen to those voices that have been voiceless for the last 250 years. Our old people have said the land we live on has only been borrowed from our children. How do we give that back to our children and their children's children? Not in the condition it is today. So it is our responsibility to start protecting our planet and to look after Mother Earth. <laughs> the destruction of the Murray Darling, the Barker now we call it, has devastated our communities. People, when we've got a sick river, we've got a sick community. If we've got a dead river, we've got a dead community. My people, First Nation people, have been on the rivers for a long, long time. 40% of First Nation people lives along the Murray-Darling and the waterway. Why are my people are suffering? Why are they drinking water that's unacceptable? Why is the clearing of the land has affected my people? My people are now dying and becoming sick. All because of the greed. All because of the greed and the taking of our waters. My old people have said no one owns the water. The water is there to be shared. and capitalism has killed this country. I've got a message to our leaders and our politicians. I've got no faith in politicians, but I believe it's here. You, standing out there in the audience, we have the answer. The answer's here with us. We are going to build a grassroots movement that no one's going to stop. It is our turn. It is our time. We're gonna now rise. We're gonna fight for those things that affect our lives. We're gonna do it as united. 
as non-Indigenous and not and Indigenous people together. You are now on a journey. We are now on a journey. That journey is not about any particular person or any particular group. The journey is about all of us. We want to send the message to, to the government that this government is now destroying our lives, our communities, and are not listening for the First Nations people. We are now going to send a voice. We're going to be the voice for those that have been voiceless for so many years. I will stand in the gap. You will stand in the gap. You will stand up for our Mother Earth that sustained us for thousands of years. Brothers and sisters, my people are out there, like I said, are drinking water that's unacceptable. We need filters on those taps for our community. We need water tanks to put on every household in those communities. We need the water back in our rivers. Put the water back in the rivers. The dams are controlled by who? Who's controlling our waters? the cotton farmers, the big irrigators that have pumped our water rivers dry. No more. We will say no more. No more. We are now going to stop it. We have the answers. We're going to put pressure on this government. Now they need to listen to us. So let's keep up the fight. We've got to keep fighting. I will keep fighting for my First Nations people. Our First Nation people don't want to leave their lands that they have lived for thousands of years. I believe that this government wants to close down those communities. 90 communities that this government wants to shut down. But it's not going to happen in my time. It's not going to happen in your time. Because we are here and we're going to do something about it. We will unite now. It is our time. It is time. Thank you to Bruce Shillingsworth. You're with Earth Matters, broadcast across these stolen lands by the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. From the On the Steps rally on February the 4th at Parliament House, Canberra, we now hear Dr Sue Wareham on how climate instability creates conflict and also introducing a new group, XR, Extinction Rebellion, Peace. And later, Adrian Barangaba, leader and spokesman for the Wangang and Jagalingu Family Council, and Bob Brown, founder of the Greens and former senator. Hello, and thank again. Now, hi, I'm Dr. Carl, I'm MC. I'm here to talk about the science. Now, the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, you're going to love this segue, it's a beauty. The carbon dioxide in the atmosphere acts as a one-way valve, and it traps the heat from the sun. How much heat each day does the sun trap over the whole of the planet? And the answer is 400,000 Hiroshima bombs worth of heat. 400,000 Hiroshima bombs worth of heat, or four and a half Hiroshima bombs every second. Our next speaker, you're going to like the segue, spoke against nuclear weapons. She was a founder of ICANN, the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear War, uh, Nuclear Weapons. Sue Wareham, come on down, Dr. Sue, a retired GP, president of the Medical Association for the Prevention of War, and she's here to talk about climate and conflict. Give her a big hand. 
Thank you very much, Dr. Carl. It's a great honour to be here addressing you all, to be addressing a crowd of people who understand the peril our planet faces, who care about it, and who are taking action to turn things around. Thank you all for being here. And I want to mention and pay particular deep respect to the Aboriginal people of this country, whose ancestors have nurtured this land for thousands and thousands of years and who have a lot to teach our country about caring for country. We grieve with them for everything our nation has lost over past weeks. I'm here as a health professional and a peace activist. Health and peace are two of the things that each of us seek for ourselves and for our communities, and they are two of the things that are already suffering from our climate crisis. Armed conflict and preparing for it consumes vast quantities of fossil fuels. A report from Brown University in the United States says that the US Department of Defense is the largest institutional consumer of fossil fuels anywhere in the world, and it is a key contributor to climate change. In the so-called War on Terror from 2001, the US military has emitted 1.2 billion metric tons of greenhouse gases. Wars also demand vast budgets. Australia's fleet of F-35 fighter jets so that we can attack other nations cost $17 billion plus additional unknown quantities to actually operate and maintain them. But in December last year, our Prime Minister committed just $11 million, less than one thousandth of the cost of the F-35 fighter jets to increase our capacity to fight fires from the air. are truly insane. Perhaps the most insidious aspect of wars on climate is that they prevent the very agreement and cooperation that is needed between nations that's desperately needed to address our climate crisis. In addition, environmental degradation and climate disruption are huge risks for armed conflict. As resources dwindle, rivers dry up, crops fail, then tensions rise. And we've seen this in the Darfur and Sudan, Sudan and in Syria and in other places. Dwindling water access looms as a risk in further risk of further wars in the Middle East and in South Asia. China, India, Pakistan, all nuclear armed, rely significantly on meltwater from the Himalayan glaciers, which are warming up. For all these reasons, XR Peace has emerged in the UK as an essential part of the XR movement, and it's emerging here in Australia. If you're interested, please check out the XR Peace Facebook page. I'm going to bring in another word here, the word security. The word used when our governments want us to go off and attack some, invade somewhere else, or when they want to boost the profits of the war profiteers. Right now, Australia has a naval ship heading for the waters off Iran. And we're told with straight faces that this is going to help keep us secure. Another lie and another perverted notion of where our security really lies. Meanwhile, our government is negligent on the two greatest threats to our security, which are climate change and nuclear weapons. And let's remember the 14,000 nuclear weapons that still exist. Just two weeks ago, on the 24th of January, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists 
advanced the hands of their doomsday clock to the closest they have ever, ever been to midnight, ever since 1947 when the clock was begun. And that was in recognition of the twin perils of climate change and nuclear weapons. Our government has done its best to stymie global action on climate change and did its best to kill off the nuclear weapons ban treaty, which still refuses to sign. To use Greta Thunberg's words, how dare they? How dare they talk to us about security as our country burns when they reject global cooperation, they kowtow to the world's biggest warmonger and their notions of security are limited to security for the war profiteers and the big polluters. Let's look at an analogy from the world of medicine. If a patient in hospital was suffering from overload of a drug that was being prescribed, blood levels were too high. And if a doctor came around and kept pumping more of that drug into the patient, he'd most likely, he or she would most likely end up in court and be deregistered so he or she could do no further harm. And yet where's the equivalent measure? Courts or at some mental health facility for a PM and his colleagues who encourage the pumping of carbon into our atmosphere at dangerous levels. knowledge whose arrogance and incompetence know no bounds. How much longer must we suffer under these people? And this is not a partisan call for a Labour government until Labour urgently declares the need to phase out fossil fuels, they are part of the problem as well. What this does now is extremely important. We must use our money, our time, our skills, every other resource we have to continue and strengthen this struggle. We must cut through the lies and the vested interests. We must demand genuine security for all people and work with the parliamentarians who are with us on this. And above all, we must persist, persist and persist despite all the setbacks. There are many of us. We far outnumber the climate deniers. And even as we grieve for what we have lost as a nation, we must build our solidarity and take strength from one another. Thank you. In 1967, Chairman Mao of China said, and this is a bad thing, but true, he said, political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. And that is true, but it's terrible, because it leads to dead people and bad things. But I prefer this version here, where we've got a parliament house there, and a parliament house there. Political power grows out of the people and the politics. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce some people who can change things, who can inspire you guys to become the new generation of politicians. So firstly, I'll bring to the stage the two of them together, Uncle Buraguba, leader and spokesperson for the Wangan and Jangalingu Council, and he's on stage also. So with Bob Brown, ex-federal centre and ex-leader for the Parliamentary Greens. Come on down by. My name's Adrian Burugaba. I'm the leader and spokesperson for the Wanga Jagalingan Family Council. We've held the Dani up for the past seven years. We took him to five federal court cases, yet the government still manufactured a fake Ilua and then went around spruiking to people like Seaman and people like that and other international companies that they have the will of the traditional owners, but they don't because it's all fake, it's a fraudulent uh, Ilua and we all know this because we've fought against this Ilua from day one. 
And just as Matt Canavan was going around spruiking that, um, that, that the traditional owners wanted, well, look where Matt Canavan is today. We want to get rid of him. Mr. Resource Minister for nothing. And we, we'd like to say this, we'd like to uh, um, thank the um, organisers and uh, all the traditional owners and people who's from this land here and acknowledge the, their law and their custom and their culture uh, first in time and best at law. And we acknowledge that wherever we go, all the traditional owners and uh, First Nations people, because we, we've been denied our rights and our voice in this climate change um, proposal. And this is the situation that we're in. We've been fighting against uh, extractive industries since day one. And the Wungan Jagalingu Family Council, we stand strong and we stand proud and we're always we're going to stop that mine, we're going to stop Adani's mine, we're going to stop Gina Reinhardt, we're going to stop the Galilee Basin from being opened up and we're going to do it with your help and you're going to stand with us and be proud to stop Adani. And stop Adani, we will. This is just, it's just a matter of when it becomes a frozen asset, a part of history, a part of humanity's wrong direction. And what earlier speakers have said is this culture of grabbing everything, of greed, of destruction on this one beautiful little speck in the universe, this one little planet, which so far as we know has life and love and laughter and opportunity and creativity and happiness and dreams for the future, as well as respect for the past. But those things, have been put on the altar of profiteering by billionaires who fund the spineless people leading the big parties. That was Dr Sue Wareham, Adrian Barangubba and Bob Brown speaking at the On the Steps rally at Parliament in Canberra on February the 4th. You've been listening to Earth Matters. This edition of Earth Matters was produced for Radio 3CR in Melbourne on Wiradjuri country and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Federation for their generous financial support. And if you'd like to get in touch with Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page on Earth Matters 3CR Radio or follow us on Twitter at EarthMRadio. If you'd like to listen to or share editions of Earth Matters, you can find this and all the Earth Matters podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters. The Earth Matters team will be back next week with more environmental and social justice stories from all over this beautiful blue planet. I'm Beck Horridge. Now here's a skerrick of Johnny Huckle who played at the rally. I'm appealing to your heart, Scott Morrison. Can you hear it in your soul? Mother Earth crying. But you still want control. Is that right? Yes. 